Friends, welcome to Word on Fire Catholic Ministries. Word on Fire is an apostolate dedicated to the mission of evangelization, using media both old and new to share the faith on every continent and to facilitate an encounter with Christ and His Church. The efforts of Word on Fire engage the culture and bring the transformative power of God's Word where it is most needed. Today we invite you to join Bishop Robert Barron as he preaches the gospel and shares the warmth and light of Christ with each of us. Peace be with you. Well, friends, a very happy and blessed Trinity Sunday to everybody. They say Trinity Sunday is the preacher's nightmare, but I've always liked Trinity Sunday because it's about what's truly unique to God, and it's all about our salvation. And I used to tell my students at the seminary when I was teaching that every Sunday is Trinity Sunday. So, how can we approach this great mystery and this great feast? One of the most basic features of all reality, if you think about it, is the tendency to communicate. Or to state it a bit differently, to make images. So, think of the simplest thing. Think of a, of a rock or some other inanimate object. When the rains come and the ground softens around it, the rock makes an image of itself in the earth. If you pick up a, a stone and you hurl it through a window, it'll make an image of itself in the broken glass. Now think of things at a higher level. Think of plants. They can communicate themselves, make images of themselves even more dramatically. So plants can drop a seed which enters the earth and eventually gives rise to a striking reproduction at a much higher level than a rock is able. Think of how you know trees eventually cover an entire countryside, how flowers cover an entire hillside. Image upon image upon image. Now, go a little bit higher. Animals can reproduce themselves even more intensely, more perfectly. Think of an embryo forming itself in the womb of its mother. And then, some months later, a stunningly complete image of its parents emerges into the light. Image-making, reproduction, communication seems to be a mark of reality at all these levels. Now, take a further step. Think of the extraordinary ways that we human beings manage to communicate, to make images of ourselves. So, conversation writing, public speaking, the sharing of ideas, the use of the media, indeed, what I'm doing right now. We reach out, we share, we communicate, we touch, we impress ourselves upon the minds and hearts of others. I can produce an image of myself dramatically in your own mind, in your own heart. Okay, let's keep going. Go down to the very foundations and building blocks of the physical world. Think of the intensive and complex communication that goes on between cells within a living organism. Or press down even further, 
between the protons and electrons that make up the atom. Or you want to get really fancy, consider what the scientists call quantum entanglement, whereby photons and other subatomic particles, once having come into contact with each other, continue very oddly to influence one another, even across enormous distances. Somewhat playfully, the scientists call this spooky action at a distance. Now, go from the smallest elements of reality to the largest. Go out to the most distant planets and galaxies. They, too, are drawn together, communicating with each other through what the scientists call gravitons. Just think of the way the moon has been held in this orbit for all these eons upon eons, how the Earth and its orbit around the sun, the sun in relation to other stars, entire galaxies in relation to other galaxies, etc. Communication, connection, image-making, and all levels of reality. Okay? So where does it come from? Well, every single week, we Catholics get up and we declare our belief during the Mass in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, meaning of all that is. God is the ultimate cause of the being of things. Therefore, are we surprised that God is marked, listen now, in his own most nature, by something like image-making, communication, connection, conversation. Let me say it again. Are we surprised that the creator and the sustainer of this entire universe, which is marked in every level by communication, image-making, is, is himself marked, characterized, by communication, connection, image-making, and conversation. Indeed, might we appreciate the entire physical world in all of its complexity as a mirror, as a reflection of God's manner of being? Okay? To speak of the Trinity, as we do today and every day, to speak of the Trinity a play of persons within God no longer seems quite so fanciful or so counterintuitive. The doctrine of the Trinity says that within the very unity of God, we find an imaging process. The Father from all eternity produces an image of himself. Now go, you know, rocks, plants, animals, the galaxies, photons, electrons, all across we see realities doing this. Now think of God, the source of all being. In the most intense and perfect way, the Father produces an image of himself. This perfect image we call the Son. Now, this mirroring process that we see here below is but an analogy of the image that appears within God. 
think of, of I stand in front of a mirror and, and the mirror catches an image of me. Well, yeah, it's remarkably accurate one way, but it's just a surface image in, in two dimensions. It's not reproducing the totality of my being. It doesn't perfectly reproduce that which causes it. Just as my words and gestures right now are imaging me, but hardly perfectly. They don't perfectly communicate who I am. As you now think of God, the Father can produce a perfect image of himself, meaning an image that possesses all of the perfection of the Father. Mind, will, power, simplicity, love, compassion, everything the Father has, the Son has. That's why we say, don't we, week after week, that the Son is consubstantial with the Father, utterly shares the Father's being. Does that make sense? All images here below are reflections to a degree, but the Son is a perfect reflection of the Father. Okay? When the Father and the Son, from all eternity, the Son, a perfect image of the Father, when the Father and Son look at one another, what happens? Well, they automatically, necessarily, fall in love. Right? If you see something that's truly good and beautiful, you love it. You want it. You want to be united to it. Right? Now imagine the Father and the Son looking at one another, and each sees utter, utter perfection. That means each one automatically falls in love. Fulton Sheen had a lovely metaphor that the Father and the Son from all eternity <sighs> sigh their love for each other. This sigh of love, this holy breath, we call the Spiritus Sanctus, the Holy Spirit. So, what do we see? God is a play of persons. Father giving rise to the Son, the Father and the Son together giving rise to the Holy Spirit. God's unity not compromised because all three are consubstantial, one in being. Now, if all this is sounding still a tad abstract, remember that the Trinity is just another way of saying that God is love. See, mind you, we Christians don't say merely that God has love or that love is one of the attributes of God. Mm-mm. We say that love is what God is. See, but this has to imply that there is a play within the unity of God of lover, beloved, and shared love, right? If God is love, it's not just something he does from time to time, it's what he is. Then within his unity, there's a lover, the father, a beloved, the son, and the shared love of Father and Son that we call the Holy Spirit. Now, another step. This love, which God is, is so white hot, we might say. It's so intense that it spills over into creation, precisely into all those echoes of communication and image making 
that we were exploring earlier. The world is now a mirror, an image of God's intense communio, his intense community. Now, take one last step. In the case of human beings, this communication in love, which belongs to our very nature, was interrupted by sin. In fact, as I've said before, it's not a bad definition of sin as a breakdown in communication, right? Becoming curvatus in se, caved in on ourselves. So, so, what did the triune God do in order to address this problem of communication breakdown? Well, listen to our gospel for today. The famous John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. If I could unpack this as follows. The father so burned with the love of the Holy Spirit that he sent his own image into the world so that a sinful humanity might be drawn back into community. The Trinity opened up so as to include and heal a sinful and wandering humanity. Wow. Uh, I don't know about you, but whenever I think about the Trinity or start talking about it, I realize we are a million miles away from a mere abstraction. We are getting very close to the heart of the deepest mystery of who God is and what the very dynamics of salvation are. Could I urge everybody, think about all this next time you make the sign of the cross, when you claim the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's homily from Bishop Robert Barron. For more resources from Bishop Barron, please visit wordonfire.org.